My name is Thais Gibson, and I'm the creator of the Personal Development School. This is your daily breakthrough video, and in this video, I want to talk to you about why dismissive avoidant attachment style individuals despise ultimatums so much. Um, so this can also be a fearful avoidant thing as well, by the way, but we're going to talk about this, the main core wounds that come with this, the different unmet needs, um, and what you can do instead of having an ultimatum when you're trying to communicate to somebody. And also, you know, it's almost worth doing its own video, but I'll add it into this one at the end. Just... Um, why you are probably giving an ultimatum and what you can do instead from your own perspective also. The main reason for this is two big things. One of them is that there are core wounds that will be associated. Like when a dismissive avoidant has an ultimatum, what do they associate? They usually feel like, okay, you're trying to make me feel trapped, controlled. I am helpless. I am powerless. I am pressured. I am incapable of meeting your needs. And even things like you think I may be defective. Um, and for fearful avoidance, it's the same thing. It's like, I'm trapped. I'm controlled is such a big core wound for a fearful avoidant. I am powerless and also not liking feeling pressured because it makes them feel like there's a lot of expectations on them, which is also the shadow of a fearful avoidant. Like a fearful avoidance puts so many expectations on themselves. Um, and also honorable, honorable mention core wounds are also things like I am unseen. I am unheard. I am misunderstood. Like you're not seeing me as a unique individual with my own needs. You're misunderstanding me. You're not hearing me and my side of things because you're projecting this ultimatum onto me. And so these core wounds will likely be activated. And really like the more core wounds are activated relative to what the topic is and the stronger the emotional associations are from childhood or painful past experiences or past relationships around these wounds, the more it's like the subconscious filing cabinet opens and the more these things are like flooding to the surface so quickly. And so if, for example, if you're a full avoidant has like tons of, um, like let's say emotional impressions growing up of being controlled. And let's say that that is, you know, 10 out of 10 emotional storage. Well, when somebody comes along and, and if they perceive that the ultimatum is a strategy to control them, um, then it will be a catalyst for all that sort of emotion to come to the surface. And that's why we will see people, this is what a trigger is all about, right? It's a disproportionate reaction in the present, but it's because it's not about the present. It's about the present combined with all the past um, emotional storage around that related experience. And so we'll see that for fearful avoidance and dismissive avoidance that can be huge, but then there's also needs that get unmet. And, and every time we have an unmet need, what happens is the subconscious mind elicits a little pain response. That pain is there to prod you awake and to prod you into being like, oh, something feels uncomfortable. Something hurts. I have to do something about it. And so in this circumstance, it's like, well, the needs that will be unmet will be things like freedom, independence, autonomy, even the idea of like the, the need for respect being potentially taken away or the core wound. I am disrespected taken away as well. Um, and so when we feel like that, it's like, okay, we'll feel the pain of the unmet needs and we'll feel the suffering from the stories, right? The stories we make the situation mean. And those two things together will create this like really negative emotional output the vast majority of the time. And so why do people give ultimatums? Well, people give ultimatums because they get into a position where they feel so unheard and they feel so out of control in the circumstance that it's a subconscious strategy to close the gap. Now, sometimes ultimatums are appropriate because sometimes in very specific and quite rare cases, um, we can have an experience where somebody literally is at their like ultimatum point where they're truly considering leaving a relationship unless something changes. Let's say, for example, um, that you've been doing long distance for seven years with somebody and you're like, listen, 
Like I can't do long distance anymore. We either need to move into the same city or we have to end the relationship. So in some certain cases, you may see like a need for an ultimatum, a need for this tipping point, like this threshold point to really have to come to a decision or a conclusion. Um, but a lot of times people in relationships give ultimatums when there don't need to be ultimatums, when there just needs to be a healthier communication of a boundary or somebody being able to see their needs through. The biggest reason I see people give ultimatums, it's unhealthy, not because it's like the tipping point and you have to, you've been doing long distance for seven years sort of thing. Um, but instead the ultimatum when you're at this like point where you don't really need to be giving it is when people are not communicating their needs and seeing them through. So let's pretend that I'm anxious, preoccupied, and let's pretend I'm dating Bob, who's a dismissive avoidant. If I communicate my needs once and I'm like, Bob, I need you to check in more often. And I'm vague when I communicate my needs. I'm not specific. I don't give an idea for how often he should check in or what that looks like to me and for how long. And I only say it once. Often what we do as human beings, which isn't the best thing to do, is that we subconsciously expect, oh, I said it once, the person's always going to remember. But we all have different programming around our individual expectations, what we think people are going to do, how we think relationships should be and should go. And we're all like kind of playing the game of relationships with like a different set of rules. And so we have to remember that to close that gap, we have to be able to communicate regularly, frequently, see our needs through. And sometimes what I'll see is somebody communicate a need once and it feels vulnerable and it feels scary. And then they'll feel like, okay, the, the needle didn't move or they didn't really change how often they checked in very regularly. And then it will get to an ultimatum point, like two weeks later, it's like, you never checked in and we're either doing this or not. It's usually more of a fearful avoidant thing that, that will come up this way, um, where there'll, there'll be like that strong emotional energy around an ultimatum. But sometimes a better replacement first is just, just to set a deadline, like give somebody like a month and try to see your needs through and check in and be specific and be clear and communicate regularly. And if you haven't seen the needle move within that period of time and you're specific, you're clear, um, you're, you're reminding the person you're checking in, you're teaching the person who you are and, and, and you're essentially through repetition programming them how to understand you at a subconscious level and how to remember the things that you need because consciously it's quite easy to forget. And so the more you can do this, it's a healthier replacement for an ultimatum. And then of course, if this is a really important need to, you're still not seeing it happen, then you can get to an ultimatum point, but it's really important to do the communication legwork first. Thank you for being here. Thank you for watching, liking, sharing, subscribing, and I will see you in the next video.